Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Fifth Trooper Podcast, a beginner's guide to Star Wars Legion. My name is Jay Shalansky and joining me today is Mike Berry from the Notorious Scoundrels. Hey Jay, how you doing? Hey man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, today's, uh, we got Mike on because today we're going to talk about how to build a list, like what you should be thinking about, where what resources you can use to build your list. But before we begin, I just want to remind everyone that if you like what we're doing here and you want more Legion content, uh, Mike is from our sister podcast, which is the Notorious Scoundrels, which ends up going a little bit more in depth uh, into the competitive side of Legion. And they do a lot of great breakdowns competitively. So if you're, you know, once you've made it through all our beginner podcasts uh, and you want to start playing competitively, the Scoundrels is the way to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're... I was doing the numbers the other day. We were like 200 podcasts deep. So, um, <laughs> you know, there's definitely uh, most of the list building episodes are labeled as such. So, yeah. um, you know, I would uh, look for those ones specifically if that's what you're what you're looking for. Um, but but most of them contain content that are useful for people that are uh, diving into a more expanded knowledge of the game. So. Yeah. I would say something about your podcast. And I mean, listen, for, for listeners, do whatever you want. The thing I would say, though, is a lot of people, when they find out about our podcast, they're like, well, I'm going to start from the beginning. And I'm always like, uh, what I said in the beginning does not apply anymore. So, I, <laughs> you know, I mean some stuff right because there could be a there could be an episode where you guys are going deep dive into something but then that's like two point changes ago so it may not be as relevant as you know yeah yeah totally like like <laughs> so that i would things like list building and strategy um like general strategy not like hey how do you know units specifically work together in a certain meta you know um but but i think general overarching stuff is pretty um immortal might be the wrong word but it it, you know it lives it lives on for the most part um but yeah there's definitely some aged content so i would (laughs) i would i would probably not recommend people start from the beginning unless like that's what you're really into um right if you want to hear the evolution of of the scoundrels podcast then yeah be, be our guest i mean it's a good like it's a good way to like time date legion you know like if you're going back and like like in an archaeology dig and you know going through the the layers of fossils as to like how this game evolved um that that's kind of neat um but yeah I, i'd maybe start like 20 episodes ago <laughs> if uh, if you're looking for stuff that's current yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing, too, just a reminder, also, we have another podcast that we do on our Patreon. And so at any like dollar level on the Patreon, you can get the other podcast, which is The Fifth Trooper After Dark. Mike joins us pretty regularly, as well as a bunch of other people from The Fifth Trooper Network. And so you can kind of hear our in- unfiltered takes on uh on on what's going on and kind of get behind the scenes and some of the fifth trooper stuff it's it's a cool i i have fun with that podcast it's it's a lot of fun yeah totally it's like you know on on scoundrels like we're like oh we're gonna talk about like uh you know callus this week right and uh we're gonna talk about all the things that you can use them and do them are good and now after dark i can just be like he's bad 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's uh, an unfair example because I I don't actually think that about Callus. But um, well, well, I think the different you know. what what Mike's trying to say is on this podcast and on the Scoundrels podcast, though we're giving opinion, we try to give an unbiased opinion and just let yeah. you know what's the best way to utilize these units. Where on the Fifth Trooper, we give more of our personal opinion on how we play, what our play style is, what we like and don't like, and. and yeah, I actually, I actually think that like methodology plays a lot into like what we're going to talk about today with list building, right? And that you know, um, regardless of like who you are and what you're trying to do in Legion, like you may not want to play with the best units or like the best things to be doing in Legion, and that's okay. And like we still want resources there to be able to like show you how to use Jin or so if if like that's what you want to be doing or yeah. whatever, um, because that's fun to you. Right. And I think that, um, you know, uh, th that's important, right? Like being able to to play a unit, even though it's not the best thing in the game, is still an important skill to have. And we, we don't want people to feel like they uh, they can't play units because everything oh. in Legion is pretty much playable. Yeah. And, and, you know, and this is something to like I've always said, and this has been my motto with the list that I bring, especially competitive is, I don't bring meta lists. I bring what I want to play. And then what I do is I just play it as much as I can to just become extremely proficient with that list. And then that, that seems to make a difference too. Yeah. I mean, it definitely does. Cause your lists are crazy. <laughs> I, I, so just behind the scenes, everybody, I sent Mike another list this week and I said, this is my final form. And so um, I'll actually, you know what, I'll talk about it. I don't mind talking about it. And um uh, I forget where it is, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, I think, I think what it is, is you, you know, and we could pop right into the, the conversation is that you want to do something that a personally makes sense to you because sometimes meta doesn't, isn't your play style or what makes sense to you in your brain, right? Like I, my brain clearly doesn't work the same as Mike's or Kyle's from the scoundrels. Like I, I just don't work that way. I don't care about numbers. I don't think about numbers when I'm playing. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit more erratic when I play. And so I need to like be able to back that up. And so, so here's the list I just sent, uh, I sent over to the guys to get there. I go, this is my final form. And so basically it's veers with electro binoculars two stormtroopers with the R4 astromech, three naked stormtroopers. And for those of you that are new, naked means they don't have any upgrades on them. So it's just the unit that you get with the base unit cards. So it's four, it's four stormtroopers in a unit. Um, I have an ATST with the twin light blaster and link targeting array, occupier tank with the RT-97 pintel and link targeting array, and then two E-webs. And uh, for those of you that are new, um, before coronavirus when we were playing competitively and we were on our way to worlds the list that i was playing was a variation of that but with with snipers and and no astromatic astromechs uh and no e-webs and so uh yeah i'm really excited to get this list on the table but it's not a list that most people would consider playing and because it's more of i uh, when i look at list building I say, okay, can I visualize myself playing this? And do I understand this unit, like, and what it really does? Yeah, I mean, I think you know when we're, when we're talking about list building, and um, you know, to me, the the list that you you gave us the other day was 
um, list building is an example of good list building practices in that um, list list building is not just generally at least uh, hey here's this list what do you think it's you know that's that's step one um, <laughs> oftentimes you come up with this idea and you're like okay I have this list but I'll, you know the majority of list building um, unless you're just like your your net listing is uh, is the refinement of it and kind of figuring out what works for you and what what doesn't work for you like i know um just from like knowing you that you are not a huge fan of sniper rifles in this yeah. game you know yeah. and and i think that the list that um this newer list with the ewebs and and with the new rules where you can put the eweb and the occupier and fire out of the back of it which is super dope i'd like to just point <laughs> yeah. out um is uh is way more jay shalansky's play style you know yeah. and like I think that, um, you know, when you're list building, like, particularly if you're not like list building for like competitive play, like making sure there's something in your list that like can happen in a game that feels cool is, is, is awesome. Right. Yeah. Like, and I think in, intentionally incorporating stuff like that is, um, you know, uh, a, a good way to like build a linchpin for for a list to start out yeah and i'll and i'll say and i just want to back up real quick before i say this if for those of you that are new mike said something he said net list and that basically means going on the internet and seeing what other people are playing or what the what the meta was at the latest tournament and then just playing those lists just sorry mike i just wanted to no you're cool you know i i think that when we talk about list building it's it, it, there's like there's two ways to list build really right there's net listing which you just described yeah. and there's there's like uh, more of like a pure uh pure, you know list building and that like you come up with your own idea or what you think is your own idea maybe somebody's already done it but yeah. you don't know that or whatever and um you you evolve it you know mm -hmm. and I think what we're going to talk more about today on this podcast is that second part. Cause like the net listing part is, yeah, it's, it's kind of already done for you, right? Like you can pretty much go in and, you know, take a look at the last big tournament, whether it's invader league or the Las Vegas open or the Northeast open or whatever. And um, be like, okay, the top like eight lists are all probably pretty reasonable to play and you can play them out of the box type deal. Yep. Um, but that's really only, you can really only do that for like competitive stuff unless you like know where to go hunting. So like if you want to play a, you know, a rogue one style list or something, um, you're not going to be able to find those things online. So you've got to be able to, to build those yourself, you know? Yeah. And the other thing, you know, we, we as creators, we a lot of people message us and ask us what we think about lists. Like I, pro I probably get like three to four messages a week, uh, you know, with people just say, hey, what do you think of this list? And I always say, well, have you played it? Right. Because it doesn't matter what I think. Like I could I could poke holes in it and tell you, oh, well, hey, if you run into armor, you're going to have some trouble here and there. You may just want to think about that. But in reality, you need to, when you create a list, like the list I just rambled off, I told Mike, I, I said, yeah, here's my new list, but also I need to play it to make sure it does what I think it's going to do. 
Um, and so like, I'm not sold on that list until I get it on the table. Like I, you know, from, from playing for the last, what, two and a half, three years, I have an idea of what it's going to be capable of, but also we really haven't played uh, out in the wild for, <laughs> for a year. So I'm not yeah. sure how people are playing, especially with the clone war stuff. So it's very like, I don't know, we, I have to get it on the table or, or virtual table and see how it does. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, when we're talking about list building, um, the most important thing that you can really kind of start off with is, like, what is your goal, right? Um, because cause depending on the answer to that question, like, how you're going to go about this is significantly different. Um, or rather, the parameters that you're going to use to build your list is very different, right? Because if you come to me and you're like, hey, Mike, um, what do you think of this list? I want this list to play in a tournament with. I'm going to basically have a bunch of boxes that if they're not checked, I'm just going to tell you that like, you can't play that list. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and that's a very different goal than like, Hey, I want to build a list that is like the rebels at Endor. Right. And, and like, I want to feel like, they're the guys sabotaging the bunker on the table. And I don't really care a ton about winning. Right. I just want to, to, to have that star Wars feel of return of the Jedi in my games. And, and at that point, like the parameters that I'm using to like, to list build with at that point are very different there. The, instead of, are there three snipers in your list? Are there 10 activations? Like those boxes go away. And the new boxes are like, is, is Han Solo in the list? Is right. Leia in the list? You know, like, um, and so I think, you know, it's very important to frame this discussion about list building and that um, this game, you know, <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's easy to, to focus on the competitive when we talk about list building. But the fact of the matter is the competitive player base is like one to 2% of yeah, right. the yeah. total people that play Star Wars Legion. Yeah. Um, I, so, would even, I would even argue at some of the tournaments we go to like Las Vegas Open or or uh, even uh, Gen Con, right? Even, even in that atmosphere at a large, you know, tournament, you're still looking at like maybe... 10% of the people are truly competitive and the rest are there just to have fun and like be in a tournament. Yeah. I, I mean, like, uh, I think uh, e even a lot of the competitive players like like to bring things that aren't as competitive because they're fun. Right. right. You know, like I've been like running around with Vader Bosk for like the last two years and it's <laughs> and trust me, it's not the most competitive list in the world. Um, I've tweaked it so that it's more competitive than it otherwise would be. But like, um, if you asked anybody in the tournament circuit, like if that's a viable list, they'd tell you absolutely not. Right. right? Um, and so there are things you can do to themed lists to make them more competitive. But the point here being that um, you can really have any goal when you start out with list building and you just need to kind of set up some checklist parameters for what that ends up looking yeah. like. And I would say, um, depending okay this is this is depending on how skewed you get and skewed means how off of good you get uh and so but i would say even if you like my list that i i i said earlier is a skew list but it's it does have components that are good so if i play it enough and if i get 
you know, if I, if I get accustomed to the list and I have a per like a really perfect understanding of what my list can and can't do and how it operates that you potentially can still be competitive. So I don't want people to think that fun, a fun list or something they like is in lieu of being competitive. Yeah. And I, th- and I think, no, I, I, they definitely can be the same thing. And I would even go as far as saying is that the, the list that you just posed is actually pretty competitive in that, um, you took an idea, which was originally, um, you like tanks and ATSTs, right? You <laughs> yep, like yep. the Imperial double heavy yeah, thing, yeah. which is, which is not meta. It's not competitive, super, like you've definitely done well with it. Right. Yep. Um, but like, so if you, if you take a classic Imperial list that has like two tanks in it, it's often like eight activations. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, so one of the boxes you often have to check at a competitive level is like, is this list 10 activations? Because if it's not, it's, re- it, you know, we don't need to dive into why that's important, right. but you know, um, like that is one of the criteria unless you like have a very specific game plan. Um, and so you'll note that the, the list Jay provided was 10 activations. I actually think it's far more competitive than like the average like themed list or something because you've, you've built it with competitive, goalposts in mind yeah. right yeah. um you know you're like okay well i'm not taking snipers but instead of like replacing snipers with like a like a squad of death troopers right you've replaced them with e-webs yeah. because it basically keeps the activation count the same right yeah. um and, I, I think- and deployed accordingly uh in in the right way e-webs can potentially fill that sniper role because yeah. uh, you know imperial snipers are not <laughs> not as good as arc trooper snipers but they uh you know you you, you, even though you have that pierce keyword it generally with imperial snipers you'll be lucky to get one wound around with an imperial like lucky and so I, i mean right how many of us have rolled double surge or you know surge blank right and you're like oh for god's sakes that's imperial you, you don't you don't have to sell me yeah. on not like an imperial science so the days. e-web adds a different dimension more wounds adds more dice so if you can position and deploy them correctly they could potentially be doing the same thing as a sniper if not more right yeah but um yeah sorry no just just i was just like to your point like when you're when you're take when you build a list you play it and you're like hey this didn't really work for me you when you're pulling that unit out you you have to make sure that you're replacing it with something that's gonna that kind of i don't want to say equal but is has a balance right that that you know because snipers have a good points and to wound balance and you need something that can kind of do the same thing if you're going to replace them yeah i mean like again i would like to frame that in like if if your goal is to like win a tournament that's what you need to do right like if if you if you're just going for a theme like do what feels right for the list right And, and you know um uh for instance like you know um like if you're building a rogue one list that's like also competitive uh 
you know, I see people like shoehorn like snipers in there, but like really, if you're building a rogue one list, it should be saboteurs, right? Like, right, like they should have mines and they should be like throwing, throwing down, like that's what they do on right. Scarif, right? They bomb a bunch of the landing pads. You yeah. should have saboteurs in your list. And, um, I'm not saying you have to, but, but like, you know, um, there's definitely, there's a sliding scale, right? And, um, depending on where you are on that scale and where you come down, uh, your list is going to be tailored in a given way. Right. Um, So I guess, you know, uh, how do you, how do you want to attack list building? Um, Do you want to, do you want to kind of start with um, kind of, do you want to build a list? Like, how do you want to do this, Jay? All right. Well, let's start with first, for those of you who are new, you can do this one or two ways. And when we say lists, I know we've said lists like a hundred times already on this episode without telling you what that is, but that's the composition of your army, right? And what you want to do is there's two ways to do this. If you're going to play at a store in maybe just a local tournament, you're going to want to use an online list builder. Uh, sorry again for everybody, but selfish plug here. We Ooh, don't apologize. <laughs> I want to be clear about this. Yeah. We're not apologizing for this. Plug it away. Uh, we have a list builder, legionhq.thefifthtrooper.com. And that will have up-to-date points and cards because what happens is competitively, um, Fantasy Flight Before and now Atomic Mass Games, they'll, they will supply point changes and what are called erratas, which are changes to card text. Yeah. And so you won't know that unless you're getting the RRG, which is the rules reference guide on their website, or you're using one of these list builders like ours, Legion HQ. Now, if you're not doing it competitively and you're just doing it at home for fun, just use the points that are on the cards, right? And that's that's going to be your best. But you do have to follow some rules. And so you want to make sure, um, I talked about this in the previous podcast, uh, the commander and core have a min max of how many units can be in them and then the rest of the units all have a max um and then you have to decide on a point so if you're gonna do an army of 800 points you know you you uh commanders have a max of two and a minimum of one and uh core troops have a minimum of three and a maximum of six and then all the other subsequent you know we i already covered this so i'm not gonna go through it again yeah a a list builder would help you because it'll automatically tell you if you're doing something wrong yeah, and, and I think that um, regardless if you're, whatever your goalposts are for list building, the best place to start is the commander slot. It's mm-hmm. probably the most important choice you're going to make. Uh, maybe not important. It's, it's, it's the choice that's going to change your list the most yep. based on what your choice ends up being, right? You can pick an Imperial officer or you can pick Palpatine or you could pick Dooku or whatever. But regardless, the the way Legion works is that the command cards that you're given access to um, for your choice in the commander slot um, greatly determines the strategies you can employ in a game of Legion, right? Um, There's some generic cards which can be used with every commander, but... You know, um, most of them are not like game defining or break many rules. Um, so it's it's generally the commanders that do cool things. Legion is a inherently a hero 
based um based game in contrast to like you know 40k where like you've got a hero but like if they die they die kind of you know it's kind of like all right my my character died but there's no intrinsic change to the game that happens at that juncture when you lose a hero in legion that's a big deal because you also lose a bunch of other resources um yeah, and, and to add on to that, what I would say is not only th- which in a couple episodes, we're going to talk about command cards and the command phase in, in more detail, but not only are they affecting the game through the command phase, but commanders also have a synergy with other units that you're going to want to use, right? And so sometimes you may love the command cards of, let's say, a Krennic, but he doesn't really fit with tank and ATST all the time. So, you know, you're going to want to go Veers. Um, and so it just stuff like that you need to look out for too. So I think you probably, I mean, I don't know, Mike, be, before you even get to commander, you probably want to think about, well, what, what do I, what kind of an army do I even want to have? Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's a little bit of a chicken or the egg thing, I think yeah. to some yeah. degree. Um, you know, I, I think they're good to be, think about at the same time and that like a lot of um, like if you're working from a commander outward, a lot of the command cards are going to have rank symbols on them for like for what they give orders to or what they give bonuses to. Great examples of this are like Cassian Andor's three pip like does specific things with special forces and mm-hmm. General Veers like you said his uh, his two pip does special things with vehicles right yep. they call out specific unit types and and those are like easy markers to be like oh this thing is in my army I should also be including things that this thing is calling out yep. right um, and I think conversely you can you can also work backwards like you were suggesting by like saying okay i want an army of vehicles like which commanders abilities or command cards call out vehicles right and in yeah. this case it's basically only beers um <laughs> <laughs> right and the empire yeah well yeah. That, i think too part of that is um even if you're not going to specifically give orders to vehicles you just want to have them in your list the other thing that you're looking at too is saying it's really hard to have vader a tank and and an atst all in the same list points wise right if you're going for 800 points it's doable you could do it uh but you'll end up with like seven activations versus you know a little bit more but if that's i mean if you're doing it for fun that's it doesn't matter how many activations you have at that point but yeah, you know, I mean, there's definitely, um, this is kind of where the conversation deviates from like, there's just like generic list building and then there's competitive list building. Cause like if we talk about competitive list building, right? Um, if you take okay. any one of those things, you shouldn't have any of the other things you mentioned in your list, yeah, right. like ever. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's not particularly close. So let's, <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about, let, all right, let's frame the conversation. So let's say I'm a newer player. I don't know if I'm going to go to like the Las Vegas open or Adepticon or any of the big tournaments, but I'm definitely going to play local tournaments. So let's, let's frame it in that kind of uh, conversation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I think uh, let's just like use an example of, you know, um, you want to play with, with vehicles. I think, I think your the list you put out there was a good example. So you, you like really like ATSTs, right? So, yep. um, you know, you pick Veers, because he's got a 
interesting command hand alongside vehicles you know he gives some free recovers he also um allows them to to his two pip gives them dodge tokens and stuff um and you're like okay i want an atst that's like a cool unit it looks awesome on the battlefield right i you know maybe you painted it and it's it's like the prize of your collection so you want to use it right absolutely um and i think that that's totally fair just to be like as an aside like use your cool sweet painted models man um and uh so you know you've you've got two units and at that point you've got to fill out your army right um i i think that uh you know whether competitive or not um one of the boxes that i would put in your list building kind of check pool here is make sure it's at least eight activations whether you're having fun or you're going to a tournament like you can win a tournament like a small tournament with eight activations anyways but like just from a like your army works perspective eight activations is kind of the just like the yeah the solid minimum if it's any lower than that it's not gonna it's not even gonna be that fun to play (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and so just for newer people, the reasoning behind that is if you have eight activations and let's say and you, you face someone like myself who has 10 activations, you're already down two turns during the round. And yeah. let's say my ATST comes and kills one of your core units turn one. Well, now you're down three turns and it just starts to snowball and it gets real uh, not fun real quick. Yeah, I mean... Um... So Legion is very much um, a game of snowballing, you know. Uh, yeah. it, it, if you're playing casually, it's a little bit less like that. It's a little bit more spiky and that like I delete a u- unit, you delete a unit oftentimes if uh, you've got less experienced players playing, which is fine. But like inherently um, the game is like whoever has more guns at any given point is generally pretty advantaged. Yep. Um, so if... Um, your opponent can shoot you a bunch of times after you've completed your turn. That's like a pretty big advantage um, generally, which is why we comment on the activations from a competitive side is like, you know, 10 is like, you can't really mess with that number. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have some like real good game plan, you may be able to go to nine, but 10 is really the, the sweet spot. Yeah, and I think that like this is a good place to talk about. So you you've got like Veers, you got your ATST, and I think you know um, at at this juncture you want to be thinking about like, do I want anything else in my list that is yeah. cool, right? Like because like you're kind of uh, from like a casual competitive standpoint, like one ATST is like that we call them focus pieces. Um, when when we talk about like large units that make like significant mm-hmm. impact on the game and an atsc is very much a focus piece yep. um depending on who you talk to you know they'll tell you that you want one maybe two focus pieces in your list uh, depending on how well you can control your order flow whether you know uh, i don't know have you gone into like uh into order management and stuff yet no i'm not yet that's on the list we're we're just starting yeah we're starting very i I won't i won't uh go too deeply into that um and uh so depending on your order management you might have one like there you want to be able to give all of your focus pieces orders on your one pip turns right so often you only have one focus piece so like okay i have an atst how do i want to fill out the rest of my list i think 
when you're deciding like how many activations you can you can have in a list you're like okay um what are the things in my list that i can just use to like delete somebody on the board right because if you're able to set up like a like a fire supported clone shot like you can just you can just blow an activation off the board on turn one and like the fact that you're down activations doesn't matter because you're equalized right right? Yep. yep um so if, if you have something that works like that in your list, you can be a little bit more lenient and maybe a little bit more greedy with what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. right? So you're like, oh, I want two ATSTs or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, what you really kind of want to be doing there is making sure that you can get your orders to all of the important things in your list at the same time. right? Um, and if you can't, you need to kind of like, figure out a way to do that. There's a ton of different tools, which I'm sure you'll talk about later in um, a a different episode. Um, But I think once you get to that point, it's really just about building out your list. Um, And and I think with what you've done with the list that you talked about earlier is you took a bunch of um, naked core units, put some Astromex in there. Your objective there was to bump up the activation count, right? Um, And I think the, the core of the core um you know uh is really the thing that once you you've like looked at your focus piece you needed to decide on what that's doing next yeah um you've chosen not to really bring guns and that's okay um i would um encourage players that are starting out to bring heavy weapons in those core units it just at least to start um it's a bit more expensive but it increases the effectiveness of those units greatly. I would not take units without heavy weapons um, <laughs> unless you know really, really yeah. what, what you're doing and, and those units like have a job. Yeah. Um, so, so okay. So for, for instance, um, we can use my list since we brought it up. My, yeah. my core units really serve two functions. The two with the astromech droids are to keep the ATST tank alive or continue them down a path of success uh, or one, depending on the battlefield, right? But it's to, it's to support the ATST in the tank. The other three that are naked are to grab objectives, right? Like ideally with the bid that I have and bid is the amount of points I'm under 800, I, I will be blue player. So therefore I'll get to dictate the battlefield, but sometimes that can get away from you. So you need units that can be able to grab or organize around objectives. And so that's all my cores are for. They're not there to, to uh, try to take anybody out. They're there more, more so to just mop up after the tank ATST and the two and the two um, E-webs are, are done killing things or at least suppressing things. Right. Yeah, I mean, like the core units in your list don't really do a ton, right? They're there for activation padding. They're there to repair your vehicles. Um, you know, every once in a while they might shoot at something, yeah. but like you're not expecting to do damage with them, right? Nope. Um, and so that's kind of like where you need to make a decision. Like, is my core supposed to do damage? Great, let's invest a ton of points in them. And often that is the correct choice in, in yep. you know. Um, just because they're good, efficient units. And there's a reason the maximum is six for your core units, right? <laughs> like the, it's a it's a core yeah. unit based game. Totally. <laughs> so, you know, so. people could take 12 and like have it be legal <laughs> yeah. in, in competitive play, they would. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> um, 
yeah uh so that's just that is a that's a really good point to point out like they're the yeah most lists you see are going to have somewhere in the realm of four to six core units with heavy weapons you know um that's just pretty standard practice that's a good benchmark that you can check off when you're building a list be like did i take four four core units with guns yes great you know, I can, you know, move right. on to something else. And, you know, um, I think when, once you filled out like the commander slot, your focus B slot, whether it's a tank or for instance, sometimes your commander is your focus. If you yep. took commander Luke, like the, I would consider that to be a focus piece. Um, you know, what, when, but once you have your commander, your focus piece and your core built out, you can kind of look at like the extra points you have and decide on what to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, in, a, in a super competitive level, often the right choice is take three snipers. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like increase your efficiency rather than your effectiveness yeah. uh, as much as possible. And we're, we're going to dive into uh, uh, objective deck building next week. But, but really the other thing too, is once you have your commander and core piece, and you're starting to build out and figure out what else you want to add in there. A good thing to do is to kind of look at all the objectives and say, okay, what can I potentially be successful in with my commander and core piece? And if you look at something, you go, oh, shoot, I'm not going to be successful with that. You may want to think about support units that would help you at least a moderate amount of success with that objective, right? Because that's that's a huge part of that, right? Like if I if totally. I'm... And that's part of the reason back to my list is I, I basically have, uh, you know, a bunch of core units and uh, veers, right? So I have what, six, I have six units that could do things that the tank ATST and eWebs can't do. And so I, you know, even though they're my focus piece, I still need to be able to back up and say, uh oh, uh, things are different than I thought they were gonna be. How can I how can I successfully win this game? Yeah, I, I do think that, you know, it um tailoring your army to what objectives you wanna be playing um is important because like if you've got a bunch of objectives that like required you have trooper units and you've got a bunch of vehicles. Yeah, that's not going to go super well for you, right? Um, so making sure that like those two things gel is very important. Um, you know, I also think like depending on like we've talked about, you know, in the focus com- core and um, commander, like if you've got like 300 points left over, you can design with certain objectives in mind, right? Like you're like, okay, I have 300 points, I can just. throw like three speeder bikes into my list right and all of a sudden like bombing run and breakthrough are are very much on the table yeah um and you can kind of decide with like how much wiggle room you have once you've gotten the the mandatory stuff out of the way um because a, a lot of times i find when i'm building a list i'll like get the mandatory stuff out of the way and be like oh I've got a hundred points left and like that's might see sound like a lot, but it's like one unit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it, it can be, it can be a little bit more challenging than that. So, um, yeah. So I, I think, I think if you're going to walk away from this episode with any kind of insights on how to start building your list, it's 
Uh, pick a commander and a focus piece. They may be the same thing. Uh, figure out what objectives, like I would look at all the objectives, okay? Just to make sure you know what you could potentially face because depending on whether you're blue or red player will depend on what objectives show up. So you you make sure that you could potentially, maybe not excel at each one, but you know, you reasonably have an idea of how you would approach each one. And then after that, I would just fill out my my list until I get to 800 points, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, again, uh, I would, you know, the, the majority of the list building process is just making sure that you're hitting the check boxes that you want to check, you yeah. know, um, that's, and, and coming up with that list of check boxes, I think is the most important thing yeah. um, from, from anybody's list building perspective. And it's going to be different. So I, I would recommend before you build a list, sit down and like, just write a list of like five things you either want in the list or want the list to be able to do. Yep. Um, and then just like, you know, literally check them off as you include them in the list. And then once you finish them, like check them all off, you can kind of play around with it. Right. Um, but, but setting goals for list building is incredibly important. And I don't think that I, I think you're like, we were talking about like a rogue one list, but like one of your goals could be theme and you could still build theme and still, check off the other boxes as well. Like an example would be, let's say I wanted to to play a Hoth Empire list. Mm-hmm. You could absolutely have Vader, Snowtroopers, E-Webs, and you'd still have room to throw something else in there, you know, whether it be Stormtroopers or something, right? You could, you could absolutely put other stuff in there that would maybe skew just outside the theme, but could help you clean up a little bit and check your other boxes. Yeah, like, I, you know, I think you know um you could very easily build like a hoth defense forest list and be like okay i want a good focus piece add commander luke right i want um the hoth theme so you add some uh some vets like an fd turret and like an airspeeder right we're we're getting into the realm of like there's a lot of focus pieces in this list but if theme is your thing like that's totally cool right Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, maybe one of your other checkboxes for that list is I want to be, I don't want to be super competitive, but nine activations is reasonable, right? Yeah. So you make sure that you get nine activations in there. And, and I think that, you know, as, lo- as long as you're hitting those goalposts and making sure you're doing what you're trying to achieve with your list, um, you're in a good spot. You yeah, know? agreed. Um, and, and clearly, you can change those goalposts as, you know, something that we haven't talked a lot about because it's frankly kind of complicated. Is um, once you played a few times with the list, like stage two of list building begins, right? And <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. and that's changing it. Yeah. Um, and and that's a very uh, evolutionary I, process. It is, and I would like to warn you: what's going to happen, dear listener, beginner player? is you're going to build your list based on what we just talked about. You're going to go out or in, you know, not out really anymore right now, but eventually, uh, but you're going to play the game maybe against a friend and probably at least two out of four times, you're going to get spanked. Now, what I want you to do is not fix your list yet because you haven't played it enough. If you've only played your list four times, 
he should get a couple more games in to really make sure because you don't even know what the list does yet. And so, you know what I mean? On the table and you could run into some situations where I know this sounds extreme, but I would almost give it 10 games uh, before you, you make a list change uh, as a new player. Yeah. I think, I think um, like you can probably like shrink that if you're not like looking if like the list just didn't feel cool yeah. and, and you're mm-hmm. trying to be like, and, and you're more casual, right? Like if the list just doesn't feel cool, change it so that it feels cool, right? Like yeah. you want to have fun with the game, right? You're like, oh, this unit isn't doing what I wanted it to do. So I'm going to add another one or yeah, sure. whatever. Um, but yeah, I think generally in practice, like specifically as you are gearing up more for, you know, the competitive end of things, putting in the games is important. Um, you know, uh, Kyle uh, likes to talk about it a lot that like, um, like anecdotal evidence is not super helpful. Like you can do the wrong yeah. thing or rather you can do the right thing and it can go poorly and you can do <laughs> the wrong thing and it can go well. Right. Absolutely. And so like when, when you're using like one or two games as anecdotal evidence is to like change things. Yeah. Um, generally that's kind of a bad practice um, yeah and because the other thing with this game is the dice variance so you know i've had games with that tank that you know that rolls red dice and it has eight health and i've literally had it one shotted at least four times and so if i just based my decision on my list and how far i was going to go with it off of that decision i i wouldn't have the tank in my list anymore right but what you have to come to realize is that, you know, maybe four times it's been one shotted, but I've had it last through an entire game 30 times. Right. So it's just, and then also I could have been playing it wrong at that time too, or uh, just circumstantial, something just bad happened. And I put, I my... want to know what units your opponents playing with where they're one shot in tanks. Dude, it was just eight hits <laughs> and eight blanks. I don't like it was, you know, okay. you're just blanking out, right. There's nothing, nothing you can do. Um, maybe not one shotting. Maybe that's okay. Right, right. I, was like, yeah, I was like eight crits. Is a maybe, lot. maybe somebody, <laughs> maybe somebody got a couple, like one hit in before two hits in before. And then the second shot was, you know, one it feels shot. like it gets one. Yeah, shot. yeah. 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 I feel you. <clears throat> but, um, I've definitely seen eight crits before on the table though, but that's dice oh, variance, right? Like it, yeah. it just or clones, right. Or clones. <laughs> um, so, so I think if anything, you know, and this is something I, I preach all the time is whatever list you choose, play it a bunch of times. And like Mike said, if something just doesn't feel right, or you're not comfortable with something, pull it out and put something else in. But if you like everything that's in there and you just had a bad day, don't, don't change anything. Just read, yeah. just wait, go to the next, you know, the other thing, really nice thing about local tournaments is generally they're four matches. So you're gonna, you're gonna get a really good wide stretch on that list in, in one day, right? You'll play, you'll play four games and you'll be like, all right, you know, I lost two, but I felt like I could win those. So the next tournament next month, you know, cause most stores when we were pre pandemic were monthly tournaments, right? So all you gotta do is wait one month and you play four more and now you're almost to your 10, right? And if you could get two games in between with a buddy, well, now you've got your 10 games and you know where your list stands. Right. And that's. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think the biggest thing is when you're starting out, make, just make sure that the, 
the units that you're playing with are like fun to you you know like some people do not like put palpatine on the table and they're like this is not for me yeah you know and um so just just like find find a find the things that make you like are fun and make it you have a good time playing the game and and then extrapolate from there you know and i would say you know even for someone like myself who's been who's been playing for three years or so now like the tank i i have so much fun putting that on the table and just like hauling ass across the table with a tank and like it's just something about it speaks to me (laughs) you know and so that's why i play it and and so i encourage mike's right i encourage you guys to do the same um okay so that about ends this what i'd like to say if you're still here at the end we're not going to have a companion blog piece this week because actually mike has done some videos on uh list building which we'll get a little bit more in depth to what we talked about today and so we will be making those live probably in the next few days after uh this episode goes live so just check out our youtube channel uh for you could just search the fifth trooper on youtube and you'll find us yeah, uh, basically what these are going to be, um, I think we'll release the first uh, one this week, um, is basically walking through this process um, in like front to back, no stops, right? It's going to be starting from scratch, here's our idea, and then we're taking it through all the way to the end, all the way through objective cards, all the way through like just all of it and then at the end we're like okay what do we think about this list once we're we're done with it um it ended up being a lot longer than i thought it was gonna be (laughs) um but the fact of the matter is this process is actually uh it's more time intensive than you think it's gonna be uh when you set out to do it so um yeah the first one should be coming out this week yeah and i would say you know list building is this thing that is like I end up, I think Mike and Kyle and all the rest of the team probably would, would be the same way where it's just like, you have your phone, you, you got some downtime, maybe you're going to the bathroom or maybe you're, you know, you're just hanging out watching some TV in the evening before bed and you just grab your phone and you just start plugging stuff into Legion HQ and building out a list and like thinking about how it's going to work. Right. And so, I, I mean, I find myself always building lists like during uh, yeah, my I build like 10 to 15 a day <laughs> and, and like, just like spit them out into our discord and be like, what do you guys think of this or yeah. that or whatever? Um, that's a little bit more of a, um, I don't know. That's not really the same process. No, no, it's, uh, you know, I think the other thing is that like, once you start building a few lists um, specifically, once you like, are building for competitive play uh things become a lot easier to like plug and play you know the lists are very much the same outside of like substituting this unit for that unit or or other things like um so there are frameworks that you start working within that expedite this process greatly yeah Um, and i i say my last piece of advice here and we'll sign off is once you build a list please save yourself a whole bunch of hassle don't post it on the facebook group or discord group asking for people's thoughts because every single person is going to have a different thought and so you need to make sure you like it first then you can get people's thoughts i also um just like on that note specifically if you're not looking for competitive feedback yeah 
don't post your lists in like places <laughs> where there are people that you don't know yeah commenting on it they're just gonna rip it apart because they're not gonna understand what you're doing with it because yeah. when you post a list like that in those those types of medias um people just assume that you're posting a competitive list and they're just gonna if it's not competitive they're just gonna be like oh this is trash and i don't want that to discourage people because yeah that's not super fair, but that's kind of what happens. Um, well, and, and 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 I'm a perfect example of that. You guys can take me as an example. I have played competitively. I have been at these big events. I have done relatively well, right? If I posted the list we just talked about in the Facebook group, people would shoot it out of the sky because they don't know me. They don't know my play style. They don't, you know, they don't yeah. get the vision that I have for the list. I mean, and he can barely post in our private chat without us ripping it apart. <laughs> yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, I mean, this. I'll and real quick, this is a great example along the same lines, right? The list that I played at LVO the last time LVO a year a year and some change ago, right? No one was supportive of that list uh and was like jay don't do it man don't please don't take that to vegas and i was like i'm doing it and then i ended up getting top table day one right against nema and was three and oh and so it it's hard for people to look at lists objectively because they don't know you and they don't know what you see when you're playing is yeah. is what it comes down to absolutely right i i don't see the game the same way mike sees the game or kyle kyle sees the game differently than both of us like right like everybody sees the game differently um because you have your own like history and and reality really when it comes to gaming and so just be yourself and that's the great thing about legion is it's open for that there's so many options and things that i mean there are bad lists but they're they're very small percentage of bad lists it's it's how you play them yeah and if you have fun with it, it doesn't matter if it's bad or not, frankly. And there's the feel-good ending, everyone. <laughs> uh, all right, so thanks for, for listening. Again, remember, Mike's going to be doing some more in-depth list building on the YouTube channel. Check us out on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the fifth trooper. And next week, we're going to have a special guest, and we're going to go over objective decks. So that'll be fun. Ooh. Yeah. So, all right, everyone, thank you. Have a good week. Join us next week for another edition of the Fifth Trooper podcast. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.